In Shelton, now Fry versus Davis, 2021 ARC App 473, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed an adoption decree, but reversed in part because of error in allowing grandparents to intervene in the adoption case and allowing their visitation. The Court of Appeals affirmed the adoption decree in concluding the natural father's consent was unnecessary. Judge Vaught explained, The evidence of the hearing demonstrated that the Davises had not had significant contact with RF in the two years leading up to the adoption hearing. While they did provide some financial assistance for RF, they did not seek to establish visitation and they did not spend time with her. There was also evidence that Colton lived with the Davises and that they wanted to help Colton maintain a relationship with RF. In contrast, there was testimony that Josh has formed a very close bond with RF. By all accounts, he has had a hands-on role in caring for RF daily for the four years prior to the hearing. She calls him Dad, and she has a happy and stable home life with Samantha and Josh. End of quote. The Court of Appeals concluded, Pursuant to the statute, the relevant inquiry is whether the parent has failed to communicate with or provide care for the child. Art Code N, Section 99207A2I. The circuit court correctly found that Colton's complete lack of communication with RF was due to his own inaction. Therefore, we affirm the court's determination that Colton's consent to the adoption was not required because he failed, without justifiable cause, to communicate with RF for more than a year. Colton also argues that the court erred in finding that Josh's adoption of RF was in RF's best interest. Specifically, he argues that the court failed to consider the bond he had with RF and the negative impact that the adoption would have on RF's relationship with the Davises and Colton's extended family. End of quote. The opinion cited a recent case and concluded the best interest factor was established here as well. In Arnold v. Pierzatarski, 2021, ARC App 440, we recently rejected a similar challenge by a biological father who argued that an adoption would not be in the child's best interest because it would terminate the long-term relationship between the child and his paternal grandparents. We reiterated that it is for the circuit court to weigh the benefits flowing to children from the granting of an adoption, as opposed to disadvantages which may result from the severing of ties between grandparents and grandchildren. End of quote. The second significant issue in this case was whether the trial court correctly allowed the grandparents intervention in the adoption case and in granting their request for visitation. Quote, Here, the Davises avail themselves of their right to be heard by filing a separate action for grandparent visitation under Arkansas Code Annotated Section 913-103. Therefore, we hold that the Davises had no statutory right to intervene in the adoption proceedings and the circuit court's order granting the intervention was erroneous. We reversed the circuit court's order granting the Davis's petition for grandparent visitation because our case law is exceedingly clear that Josh's adoption of RF severed Colton's parental rights and therefore also terminated the Davis's legal status as grandparents, making the grandparent visitation statute, Arkansas Code Annotated Section 913-103, inapplicable. The Arkansas Supreme Court has repeatedly reviewed the controlling law on grandparent visitation and determined that adoption severs the grandparent-grandchild relationship. 
End of quote. In a partially concurring and dissenting opinion, Judge Murphy wrote, Here, by trying to grant both the adoption and the grandparent visitation, the circuit court muddied its own best interest findings enough that I think the safer approach, especially considering the gravity of the subject matter, would be to reverse and remand both the adoption and the grandparent visitation issue with instructions for the trial court to weigh the evidence and make findings knowing now that it may not have its originally intended remedy. For these reasons, I would reverse and remand the adoption. I concur with the majority that the order granting grandparent visitation should be reversed, but I would remand it as well. End of quote. A dissenting opinion written by Judge Barrett added, Would the circuit court have found the step-parent adoption in the best interest of the child, knowing it would sever the paternal-grandparent relationship, which the circuit court found was a significant and viable relationship, and that the loss of that relationship is likely to harm the child? A remand for further findings is the only way in which to find the answer. End of quote. As to the necessity of the father's consent, the dissent reasoned it should have been required. Quote, the circuit court found Mr. Davis's consent was not required because he failed significantly, without justifiable cause, to communicate with the child for more than a year's period of time. This determination was made despite the fact that Mrs. Fry obtained a court order disallowing Mr. Davis's visitation with R.F. following a failed drug test. By Mrs. Fry's own testimony, she purposely kept R.F. from Mr. Davis and admitted refusing visitation and contact with the grandparents solely to prevent Mr. Davis from having contact with R.F., a party should not be allowed to prevent visitation and then use that lack of visitation as a weapon to file for adoption and deprive another under the lack of consent requirement. For that reason, it is my position that the circuit court clearly erred in finding that Mr. Davis's consent was not required and that following a court order preventing visitation with your child is justifiable cause for a failure to communicate. I would reverse the finding that Mr. Davis's consent to RF's adoption was not required. End of quote. End of decision.